0: Let me smile now. Let's see if we can get this done in about 32 minutes. Isaiah 26, verse 3. We're talking about mental breakdown. This is part two, mental breakdown. Mental breakdown. Isaiah 26, 3 says this. Y'all re- you want to read it with me? Okay, awesome. Let's read it together. Ready, read. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Thank you, Father, for the word today. God, I'm so delighted to be able to share the word of God with these, your precious people. God, I I just want to say these are some of the most precious people in this city, on this planet. And God, I have the privilege of standing before them and presenting your word to them. I pray that every heart is ready to receive this word and that God, these, your people are blessed by it, not strained by it, blessed by the word of God today. Speak through me, use me today to minister to your people, I pray in Jesus' name, Amen. amen and amen. Hallelujah. So mental breakdown part two. Now we've been talking about how Satan through the spirit of fear, I don't have to go back over that again, do I? Okay, so Satan through the spirit of fear has captivated the whole world. Somebody say the whole world. the whole world. He's using mass media. He's using mass communications. And he's creating or pushing uh, mass hysteria all over the world. Yes. Right? He's doing that. Now, there's a scripture in 1 John 5.19 that tells us what's going on. In 1 John 5.19, it says, we know we are of God and that the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. That word "sway" in, in the, uh, is another word is for for that is control, all right. First John five nineteen. First John five nineteen. We got this. Uh, maybe the computer is acting up or something like that. All right. We know that we are of God, and uh, the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked. the wicked one. How much of the world? The whole world. The whole world. Can you see that happening right now? The whole world. Okay, but I want you to look at this scripture also in a couple more translations real quick. In the Living Bible, the Living Bible, let's see what it says because it gives us a, a couple of different words here that I think are very important. It says, we know that we are children of God and that the rest of the world, the rest of the world, all the rest of the world, around us is under Satan's what? Power and what? Power and control. Power and control. Let's look at that same verse in, um, The Passion Translation, the Passion Translation. So we got power and control. Look at this next one. We know that we are God's children and that the whole world lies under the misery and influence of the evil one. So this four words we've seen. Power, control, misery, and influence. Power, control, misery, and influence. So uh, we can just gather this. Satan, we know he's a control freak. Now remember this... the Bible says, I think it's over in Ephesians 2, 2, somewhere around there about uh, that the, the, Satan is the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience. Yes, sir. He's a spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience. So if, if Satan is a control freak, then those he works through must be control freaks too. That's why people who are in a country that's been based on liberties are trying to mandate things that take away your liberties. Because they're 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 being led by Satan. Now I told my I told my wife the other day, I said, we gotta, gotta kinda give these people a little break. Because they're not that smart. They're not they're not that smart. They're being influenced. Remember this 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 the Prince of the Power of the Air works in them. They don't even know what they're doing. They're doing what they're being told in their ear by the devil. He's a control freak. And he's an influencer. So what is he using today? He's using the influence of media, social media. How many of y'all know be social media influencers? Everybody wants to be a social media influencer. And so the devil's using the, the influence of athletes and actors and politicians and people in the business realm to get his agenda out. They're, they're not that smart. We think, wow, this is a well orchestrated. Yes, because there's an orchestra leader called the devil who's orchestrating all this to keep people in fear. Okay? Now, another verse, Revelation 21 verse 9. I'm sorry, Revelation 12 verse 9. Revelation 12 verse 9, because this is that spirit that's working out there. And it says this, talks about that great dragon was cast out, the serpent of old called who? The devil, the devil and Satan who does what? deceives the whole world, he deceives how much of the world? world. How much of the world? The world? So he deceives the whole world. So remember, the control freak, the influencer is deceiving. So the person in control is deceiving. The person who's influencing is deceiving. So just because somebody's an influencer doesn't mean that they're telling the truth. Just because somebody's in charge doesn't mean that they're telling the truth. Okay? So Satan's working his, his uh, magic spell, if you, if you allow that, and getting people under his influence. All right? Now, remember what we saw in 1 John five nineteen that Satan is wielding power. He's wielding control. He's wielding influence. And notice that other word we saw in there was misery. That's what Satan's doing. He's causing people to be miserable. Remember, we're talking about mental breakdown here. So what happens when you get under Satan's control, your destiny is miserable. When you get under his power, he's going to make you miserable. When you are under his influence, you're going to always end up miserable. Jesus said it it this way in John 10.10. He said the thief comes only. He he does not come except to kill and to steal. Come on. And And destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundant. I have come that you might have it and enjoy it. So guess what, The thief, when the thief is in control You're not going to enjoy life When the thief is, is your influencer You're going to have a rough, miserable life Now I know what it is to live a miserable life I told you, I had those days I never had days where I planned on Or attempted to kill myself, take my own life But I had many days Where I said, God, it would be okay with me If I don't wake up in the morning What happened? I was miserable. I know none of y'all, body y'all looks never been there, but I was I was miserable. I'm not thanking Sister Hattie, cause everybody's looking like, what's wrong with him? I don't remember those days. My days have always been wonderful. My life has always been peachy keen. I've always had everything I want. Everything's always going my way. You a lie? If you were a sinner, you were miserable. You might have drunk to try to try to cover it up. You might have smoked a little to try to cover it up. You might have shot up a little to try to cover it up. You might have sexed everything in town to try to cover it up. But the more of that you did, the more miserable you, it made you. That's why you're here. Because if life was so good out there, you wouldn't have gotten saved. So just go and tell the truth to me then. Just tell the truth. hallelujah. Hallelujah. So people under the influence of the enemy have meltdowns. People under the influence. I'm I'm saying that. You ever thought about, you ever seen drunk folk? Drunk folk. They be all (laughs) they all laughing. Next minute (laughs) (laughs) they why? Because all that joy juice has given way to misery. (sighs) None of y'all know nothing about it. I know. Don't just look straight ahead. (sighs) Under the influence. Under the influence. Under the influence. Miserable. Before you know it, they have a a meltdown. So what Satan's goal is to make you and me people in general, have meltdowns. And he works against our mind. We're talking about mental breakdowns in this series, Mental Wellness, here. Now, I showed you last week, we started uh, when, on this mental breakdown portion of this series. And I showed you the first word in mental is me. Say that, the first word in mental is me. Other words, that's the root of the problem. The root of the problem is me. If your issues need tissues, <laughs> I told you last week if you say I got issues, I say, yeah, it's you. Yeah. But if you say I need tissues, I say, yeah, tissue. Yeah. Tissue. You know, it's tissue. Always, you got a box for you got you got more Kleenex than the, than the grocery store. Oh, and no, you go through a box of Kleenex every night. Now I'm not picking on you because I've been there. I'll oh, come on this side. I'm not picking on you because I've been there. Pillow soaked with tears. I've been there. I know about it till I learn how to get soul control. I've been there. Let I me mean, just ask. Anybody ever cried? I mean, just no don't, don't leave me by myself. Anybody ever cried an ugly cry? I don't, y'all know an ugly cry. I look at them and <laughs> ugly cry. You cried them ugly cries, boy. And what I want to show you is the root of the problem is me. And I looked at this scripture last week, 2 Timothy 3. I got to hurry through this here. 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 and 2. Give me that in the uh, New King James. 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 and 2 says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, dangerous times will come. Here's what, how we'll know dangerous times are, are here, and here's what makes the times dangerous. Here's what makes the times dangerous. For men will be lovers of themselves. So when, when I start loving me, now this is not loving me like I'm supposed to love me. This is a lover of me. I can love me. I'm supposed to love me. If nobody else loves me, I'm supposed to love me. The Bible tells, tells us that we're supposed to love our neighbors as ourselves. So I'm supposed to love me. That means they ain't going to just walk up, up and punch me in my face. I love me. But the, he didn't say men will, be, men will love themselves. It says men will be lovers of themselves. Well, they start entertaining themselves. They start indulging themselves. They start uh, uh, getting into what we call self-gratification. Yes. Yes. Or well, also, in other words, self-ingrandizement. You just, it's about you. And that is a root of mental issues. Notice that lovers of, lovers of self. King James lovers of lovers of uh, self, but here, lovers of themselves. It's the first marker. Out of that, you get lovers of money. Right? It's right in the list in your Bible. That's we can call that that selfishness. The person's selfish, they ain't think about nobody else but them. Then we down on the list, I'm skipping through these. Boasters and proud. Vanity, that's what vanity is. Bible tells us don't think more high of yourself than you ought to think. So you ought to think high of yourself. Uh, you're, 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 you're. You ought to think high of yourself, but don't think more high of yourself than you ought to think. Don't be this low self-esteem, low oh, low self-image person. Everybody got to always tell you, okay, you cute. No, don't be that person. I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna show you that because that's in the next section. So so don't be vain, don't be selfish. There's another one in that list, in that list in Second Timothy 3. Unthankful. Somebody shout unthankful. That, the problem with that is that's that's the entitlement person. Entitlement generation. I'm talking about unthankful, unholy, disobedient to parents, that's entitlement children. Like I owe you this, baby. Okay. By the law, by the law, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is passable by the law. I ain't, I, ain't, I don't have to buy you covers. I don't have to get you a steak. I don't have to do that. I don't have to buy force ones every every three months. I don't have to buy that. I can go to run down to the local Walmart and get you them them shack them shack re what you call. Um, and ones we just say a song long as I got shoes to put on my feet and food for my children to eat everything gonna be alright see so I don't have to do that but these children sometimes now I'm picking on the children but I I want us grown folks to see sometimes how we behave like God owes us something God doesn't owe us something. He already paid everything for us. So we owe him praise. We owe him thanksgiving. But if I fail to give him praise or I I, I begin to slip over into insufficient praise, what's happening is I now start focusing more on me and I'm headed down the road to a mental breakdown. Headstrong, hearty. Means God is not on the throne, you're on the throne. Remember, I talked last week about narcissism? Yes. Talked about Nebuchadnezzar, yes. how he lost his mind. Yes. Didn't he lose his mind? Yes. But what happened? In chapter 3, we were in chapter 4, but in chapter 3, this, this man built a 90 foot statue. My mother lost the other day a selfie. That's the biggest selfie you could ever have. 90 feet tall, 9 foot wide statue of himself. Now, theologians speculate whether it's of him or some other idol that he made. No matter what it was, it was his idol. And and he commanded everybody to worship it. And you read a lot of of modern translations, it'll say statue. Statue. So he built a statue to himself and made everybody worship it. And if you don't worship my statue, if you don't worship me, me. I'm going to throw you in the fire. That's narcissism Narcissism. at its best. Here's the problem with narcissistic people. They must have all the attention. Just look straight ahead. Now, sister, people must have all the attention. If not, they pout, they act out, and you know, pouting and acting out is a breakdown. Sucking your teeth, you breaking down, sister. Listen, my my wife will tell you, you know, I, I, God bless y'all, I I, I do not like, like y'all had a party, all that, I do not like that kind of stuff. Outside of standing up here preaching the gospel, I don't want to be in anybody's face. I, I just don't, because here there's a grace on me and anointing on me to do what I'm doing, but outside of this, I don't want to be the center of attention. I hate it. I, I, I hate it. It's the most awkward thing in the world. So let that be the last time. As I, I hate it. It, it just is it just, the most awkward thing. Somebody tell me today, happy birthday weekend. No, it's over. I said, no, it's over. It was over yesterday. That's it. I don't need a birthday month. I don't need a birthday week. I don't need a birthday. I don't, I don't need 50 days of Jonathan. I don't need that. No, it's just one day. And the truth is, I didn't do nothing but, but wake up. What did I do? My mama did all the work. Gee, went around here? That's why birthdays don't, they don't, I'm not, that's not a big deal to me. No, I'm not picking on you if that's what you do. What I'm saying is don't slip over into narcissism where you have to have all the attention. A person who has to have all the attention is on the road to a breakdown because there's gonna come some point where somebody else they ain't, gonna ain't, gonna, and they ain't gonna be studying you. I'm saying say the way my wife said. They ain't gonna be studying you. And it's dangerous if you get two narcissistic people who get married. See, we have all attention. When you all attention, you're in trouble. See, so you're becoming a God to yourself. So I got to get rid of this narcissism. I'm still on this love of me, this, this me, me issue. Now here's another one I want you to, to get down. Man, I'm not, I'm not going to get halfway where I want to get to. But here's another one you got you to gotta deal with when it comes to me. It's pessimism. Woe is me. Glass always half empty. It's such a cloudy day. How you doing? I'm okay. (laughs) Pessimism, boy. It's gonna be a beautiful day today. You know, people who are pessimists have a hard time with faith. They can't get it. You can just tell them, "Boy, it's gonna be great. Boy, it's gonna be a great week. God's got something great for you today." That's one, our friend. That's one of the things you've been dealing with. It's just, just pessimism. And that pessimistic person is walking by sight and not by faith. And your spirit doesn't get excited about sight. Your spirit get, gets excited by faith. And when you're a pessimistic person, put the scripture Proverbs uh, fifteen fifteen. Proverbs fifteen fifteen. Boy, watch this. This is one y'all should know. Y'all read it yesterday or uh, today. All the days of the afflicted are evil. But he who is of a merry heart has a continual feast. What's an afflicted person? Is that person just all oh, just pessimistic? Yeah, you know, all, all their experiences have trained them just to just to doubt every situation. Nothing ever works out for me. Well, I tried it and it didn't work out. Well, let me really analyze every step you made. Let's see, did it not work out or did you not work out? Because there's a difference in that, right? But that pessimist, boy, it doesn't matter, boy, the word could be going forth. The word is going boy, people are excited. God's doing something. This is gonna be a year of miracles. Well, I don't know. Hey, don't worry, it'll be better tomorrow. Well, well, I'll have to see. That pessimist is living by sight. And you cannot please God living by sight. God cannot operate in your life when you live by sight. Can I show you this another another translation? Give me this in the Living Bible. The Living Bible. Watch this. Oh, y'all got it. Living Bible. The Living Bible, TLB. When a man is gloomy, You ever seen gloomy people? (laughs) Everything seems to go wrong. No joy. When he is cheerful, everything seems right. So which one you want to be? I want to be cheerful, not gloomy. See, this pessimism, this gloominess is pulling me down this road until at some point I'm just going to break down and quit. Okay, that didn't excite you. Let's look at the message translation. Message translation. Message translation. A miserable heart means now what's causing a miserable life again? The miserable heart. Not life is doing it. It's you're doing this to your life. And I don't know. It's like it's like trying to pull teeth to get people to see that. Hey, man, your outlook is bad. Your outlook is bad. You were looking at this all wrong. You're expecting things to not work out, not pan out, not work in your favor, not go the right way. You're expecting that, and guess what's going to happen? It's not going to go your way. Well, life is a beat. No, you are miserable. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Let's tell you, no, this is what I've heard people say. This is what people say. People say these things. <laughs> life is rough, play hard. No, life is not rough. It's only rough because that's how you see it, that's how you make it. You are making yourself miserable. I'm not talking about y'all. Y'all are, y'all are doing good, right? Yes, sir. But you're cheerful. But there are people who make their own lives miserable. I warned y'all years ago about something called a widow spirit. How I many of y'all remember I preached on that, that widow spirit? What's the widow spirit? It's, it's when, you've, when you've had loss in your life and you get around other people who've had loss in your life. Now you expect loss everywhere. That's why when Jesus Christ went to uh, Jairus' house, everybody cried. ooh, and Jairus' daughter dead. He said, get out. When Peter went to Dorcas' house, all the widows there crying, look at that, he said, get out. No miracle can happen with this widow spirit in this room. Be careful that you don't hang around widows. Not talking about widows, natural widows. I mean, people who have a widow spirit on them. That because they lost their job or they lost their house or they lost their husband or they lost their wife, now they're going to talk bad about you and you, you know it ain't, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. Oh, yeah. And they're going to have you not trusting your husband. They're going to have you not trusting your wife. They're going to have you not pursuing anything. Because, you know, it ain't going to work out. Because, let me tell you, they all the same. They all the same. Tell me you ain't heard that. They all the same. No, they ain't all the same. I'm not one of them. Dot com. you hear what I'm saying to you? I'm not all are not the same every job's not the same every house isn't the same every marriage isn't the same how I don't want trust people about church and that's why I don't go to church because they all the same you keep on going at some point they're going to bust your heart but they're not all the same and maybe the problem ain't that they're busting your heart. Maybe you're going in there with a miserable, miserable, rotten, stinking attitude. <laughs> a miserable heart means a miserable life. Let me keep going here. Boy, this, I'm still on the review. The passing translation. But it's hard if we take our time and get this, don't we? Jesus ain't coming before next Sunday. We'll come back. The Passion Translation. Yeah, we got way too many people to get saved for him to come back. Everything seems to go wrong when you feel weak and depressed. See, so what's the issue? Not not everything is you, but when you choose to be cheerful, or I can choose to be cheerful. Well I wanna I wanna work on a job that makes me happy. No 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 jobs are not supposed to make you happy. They don't pay you to be happy. Nobody pay you to be happy. They pay you to get this work done. Happiness is your choice. Tell tell somebody happiness is your choice. I wanna, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to find somebody who's going to make me happy who's about to make me happy if you ain't happy before you found him or he found you you're going to not have two unhappy people because you're you going to have your miserable self going to make him or her miserable too I'm preaching better than y'all letting know. I can choose to be cheerful yes Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. That means I can choose to rejoice. I can choose to be happy. I can choose to be cheerful. Well, you don't know what they do. Really, it doesn't matter what they did. It doesn't matter what they said. I'm going to choose to be cheerful. They ain't going to let no devil steal my joy. I'm let him have my peace. Glory to God if you happen you know that your face will surely show it. Look at your neighbor, look at your neighbor, look at their face, look at their face. When you choose to be cheerful, every day will bring you more and more more joy. Every day will bring you more joy. Every day will bring you more joy. Every day will bring you more joy. Just get cheerful, just No matter what I hear, no matter what I feel, no matter what I experience, no matter what they may say, no matter what you may say, I choose to be truthful. Narcissism. Pessimism. Let me give you one more on this here. Here's, here's one you got to watch out for. Perfectionism. Perfectionism. Boy, oh, that's so dangerous. Narcissism puts you on a road to mental breakdown. Pessimism, you just a breakdown waiting to happen. But perfectionism, you are you are you are a day away. You might you are ticking time bomb. Yo, just do me a favor. Am I helping anybody here? Okay. All right. I don't know. I'm I was gonna ask, should I quit? But I'm asking that way. Perfectionism. Now, don't raise your hand. But how many of y'all just, by the blink of your eye, you just got this perfectionist thing about you? I, I, I found I found this online from. There's a magazine, a website called Psychology Today. Yes, sir. Psychology Today. Yes, sir. Uh, Brother James, majored in psychology, got his bachelor's and all that stuff. Are you working on your master's yet? You was. Okay, all right. So you're, you're on your way there, master's in psychology. So th- he, he may have seen this, but I want you to see this, what it says about perfectionism. It says perfectionism is a self-defeating behavior is a self-defeating behavior. It turns people into slaves of success, but keeps them focused on failure. Dooming them to a lifetime of doubt and depression. Boy, that's, that's powerful. Some of you, hopefully, you're seeing yourself in this. You may need to. Because I, Okay, okay, I got it. I got it. Okay, 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 okay. I got it. I got it. Wait, 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 wait. One, one, more thing, one more thing. One more thing. One more thing. One more thing. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. And that perfectionist—it's a self-defeating behavior. It turns people into slaves of success. So other I want to be so successful. I want to get everything perfect. I want everything to be right. But the reason it does that is because it keeps you focused on failure. I don't want to fail. I don't want to blow it. I don't want to blow I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up. So you don't realize that subconsciously you're focused on your failure. You think you're working at success. You're actually focused on failure. Which then dooms you to a lifetime of doubt and depression. I'm about to say perfectionism. See, we know Narcissism is, is dangerous is when it's all about you and you just everybody look at me. Yeah, yeah. We know that pessimism is dangerous. Yeah. But perfectionism? Wow. Because when you're perfectionist kind of person, you you you're not you're generally not pessimistic. There's a tinge of narcissism there. It's about you. Because the perfection is because of how I look how I look. That's the tinge of narcissism that's in there. It's about me, but that perfectionism, it becomes. You ever heard of OCD? Yes. Obsessive-compulsive behavior disorder, rather. It should be. Yeah. It's, it's a behavior. You cause you behave some way, but that's the issue. Ooh. You ever heard of type A? Yes. Oh my Now, type A to a degree has its benefits. Because you're gonna get some stuff done. When you're, when you're a leader and you're getting people working for you and your company or your business, your ministry, or whatever, you you kinda look for some type A people too. I need need done things done a certain way. But what you can't afford is the perfectionist. Because the perfectionist is going to crash and burn. You just don't know when it's going to happen Oh boy. What happens is when you're perfectionist, this is really helping y'all? Yes! Okay. All right. Y'all, when you're, when you're perfectionist, what really happens is you become a performance-driven person. You're performance driven. I, I gotta perform a certain way. Well, no, that's not that yet. I'm not, see, I'm, I'm on that's the next section. I'm gonna have to get on that Sunday. Because a perfectionist don't need anybody to see it. You can be perfectionist in your home. How I how I laid out the you know you go in your cupboard and your your the boxes are all <laughs> Nobody going to see it. Ain't to so it ain't about other people. You, you. close your closet. Everything's I have to be in a certain direction. I want all white plastic hangers here. I want just Turn this way. And I have my clothes in a certain order. And my wife just do the laundry and things like that, and she'll bring stuff hanging up. I'm like, oh, no, get that goes right there. She just finding a space. I'm like, that ain't the space. It goes right here. And I'm like, uh-oh. so I'm not picking on anybody. Now, it's okay to be neat and orderly. Being neat and orderly is good. Being organized is good. Anybody has a tool bench or a tool, you know, shed, you, you don't want to go trying to find your tools every time you need them. You want to go in their rightful place, right? But I'm talking about here, when you're perfectionist, though, about everything, like, you know, how many of y'all believe our kids should make, you know, A's, straight A's? They should. But what, what, but what, what, but what happens if they get a B? Okay, let me, let me ask this question. Okay, okay, here, here's the test. Here's the test. Everybody perked up listening? I'm talking about all the adults here. Matter of fact, all the parents, specifically parents right now, how many of your parents are expecting your children to get straight A's? Yes. Put your hands up. Straight A's. Let's say A's and B's. You expect your children. Okay. You, some of y'all parents, y'all, y'all didn't want your kids to get A's and B's? <laughs> oh, I say every parent. You're expecting your kids to get A's and B's. Now keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. Keep it real high, real high. How many of y'all, you, that's all you got was A's and B's? Whoa, now wait a minute. Now that means we're starting to pressure our children to do things we didn't do. And we'll yell at them, maybe even beat them for doing things we didn't do. Oh, that all of a sudden sounds hypocritical. I said that all of a sudden sounds hypocritical. Well, no, I just want better for them than I have for me. That's what that's what you, that's what your mouth says. That's what your mouth says. So you expect perfection out of them. See, so, boy, it's it's dangerous. So when you're a perfectionist, I got to get straight A's or I can't make any any mistakes. Some athletes get driven that way. They'll sit out there and after practice, they're going to shoot 500 free throws and I can't miss any free throw. If I miss anyone, I got to start all over again. They get driven, like they're performance driven. Gotta be perfect. And those ones are generally the ones who get into a game and have a bad night and they go drink all night. Or beat their wives. That's exactly right. They'll go and beat their wives because not the wife did anything, but he's going to all of a sudden accuse somebody else of being the issue as to why he wasn't perfect. Before you know it, you've broken down. You've had a breakdown. You've had a, you've had a, breakdown. You've had a breakdown. Oh, no, you're not, a, you're not in a mental institution yet, but you've had a breakdown already. You just went out and got drunk all night and whatever, but you, you've, you've had a breakdown. Self-defeating, that's what it calls up here. Self-defeating behavior. You see it in in sports quite a bit. Self-defeating behavior turns people into slaves of success but keeps them actually focused on failure, dooming them to a lifetime of doubt and depression. See, this is what God, how we have to make sure that even as walking with God, walking with God, the devil will make you think you are supposed to be perfect mm-hmm. now let me help you with that we're supposed to be mature right. and we can strive for perfection right. Right. but what he'll make you think is the moment you sinned the moment you failed God in one at one time all of a sudden you're done God don't want you no more has it ever happened to anybody besides me yes. Yes. now he himself failed God miserably. The biggest failure in, in the universe. The biggest failure in history. But he'll put it on you. And now now y'all, y'all, y'all think about this now. So what that means is he'll tell you. Now here it is. Remember I talked about Wednesday night. How many of y'all have a calling on your life? Yes. Right? Everybody And I said big deal. But you know, thank God you have a calling. Now what'll happen is he'll have you not operating in your calling because you're not perfect. Let I me mean, come on this side over here. He'll have you not operating in your calling because you're not perfect. Amen. Sir, this is powerful. This is powerful. You know God has given you an assignment, and he'll have you not operating in your assignment because you're not perfect. Amen. He'll have folks stop coming to church because they're not perfect. You let people know we serve like and in. I can't, I can't, that's how I was in the old days. I can't go to sun, I can't go to sun. Why? Because I'm not perfect. Thank you, girls. I know, I know that's how I was back in, back in our day. So people get shorter out of doing the business God has given them to do because they're not perfect. And when they're not perfect, they, they figure I'm not qualified. Who is that coming from? The most imperfect creature in the universe. Put up a scripture. I don't think I gave y'all this scripture. Oh Jesus, look at this. Put up Revelation 12:, Revelation 12:9 in the CEV. Watch what says Revelation 12:9 in the CEV. Let me, let me hurry up. Hmm. 12, verse, give me verse nine. Uh, it says, "And we're thrown down to the earth. Yes, that old snake! And his angels were thrown out of heaven, that snake who fools everyone on earth. That's what I want you to see. That snake fools everybody. So that snake who's the most imperfect being in, in history, the most imperfect being in the universe. Now, the Bible says he was perfect. Remember that? God said The Bible says in Ezekiel, God, in Isaiah, God made him perfect, but sin, till sin entered in. But he's going to come now and tell you with his imperfect self that because you got to be He's the accuser of the brethren. And now here you going, can't, I can't serve, and I can't, I, gotta, I can't do this, and I can't do that, because. And here it is, a, a calling on your life. And perfectionism. In other words, Pauline, at some point, you gotta leave the flower alone. Just back away from the flower. Kirk, you can edit a picture until it, it turns. You just got something back away from the photo. Some of y'all got projects you're working on. He's trying to get it. I don't want anything to be perfect. And God is, I need you to just back away from it. <sighs> let me, let me. Can can you write something down? No, i quit. I promise you I'm going to quit because we're going to read one more scripture. But I want you to write this down if you can. I I don't think I gave this to the media, so listen. Perfectionists break down because. Perfectionists break down because. They can type it in. Liddy can type it in. Perfectionists break down because they rely on their own abilities and not the grace of God. Perfectionists break down because they rely on their own abilities and not the grace of God. Yes, I will. Perfectionists break down because they rely on their own abilities. They rely on their own abilities and not the grace of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Philippians, uh, put this up. Philippians 3, uh, 13. Philippians three, thirteen. Philippians three, thirteen. Go back to the new King James. Oh, Jesus. Y'all just, just let me have a couple extra minutes. It's my birthday weekend. Man I was so blessed yesterday man I looked up my family was here That was just That's crazy That was so crazy um, Go back to verse 12 am I, am I in the wrong verse? Verse 12 Yes that's the, thank you That's what I was looking for Verse 12 Not that I've already attained Or am already perfected I'm not perfect yet. I hadn't made it yet. I, I, I didn't, I didn't get the artwork perfect yet. You got art that should have been out there. Books that should have been out there. Songs that should have been out there. But I didn't get it. I didn't. I did it. wasn't perfect yet. Who told you it wasn't perfect? What a perfect sound like. You ain't gonna be perfect till you get to heaven. Ain't nobody but God can make a perfect piece of art. So not that I've already attained or I'm already perfect, but I press on. See, a perfectionist couldn't press on. A perfectionist perfectionist would get paralyzed at that same spot. I'm I'm still trying to work on it. But no. Paul's not a perfectionist. He says, I haven't already attained. I'm not already perfect, but I press on. That I may lay hold of that for which Christ has already has also laid hold of me. Verse, verse 13. Verse 13, brother, I do not count myself to have already apprehended. I haven't made it yet. But one thing I do, I forget those things which draw behind me and reach forward to those things which draw ahead. Keep going. Verse 14, please. Verse 14, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I'm just gonna keep pressing on. Somebody say I'm gonna press on. I'm, gonna press on. I'm not perfect but I'm not going to be paralyzed, I'm be paralyzed. By, imperfection. by imperfection. That's worth the price of admission this morning right there. Yes. I'm not going to be paralyzed by imperfection. I'm going to press on. Get over it. Every time you look back, at, you're going to see a little mistake. Every time you look back, you're going to see a mistake. Every time I read one of my books, I go, I, I miss that. Shoulda it, I should. Man, whole oh. good gracious! That's right, baby. Just keep on cooking the cabbage. It's gonna one day. It's gonna be perfect. Somebody say bake the cabbage. She's oh, praise oh, the Lord. Never heard of no baked cabbage, but you tried it anyway. All right, let me give this this last scripture, and then, then I'll quit. Okay perfectionists break down because they rely on their own abilities and not the grace of God. Paul is the same person who said "Suffer the grace of God or by the grace of God, he said, I am what I am. By the grace of God, I am what I am. He said, I'm not perfect yet, but I am what I am by the grace of God. So you, perfectionists, it's, it's, it's me. Remember me? It's relying on you. And it's dangerous. Last verse Matthew 11, 28 through 30, in the message translation. You've heard it before. Man, I didn't mean to be stuck at my introduction today, the review part, but I, I think this is important, boy, that we get this. As I've learned this here a few years back, I'm more concerned about you getting it than me preaching it. Uh, yes, you, now, squint your eyes. He says, Are you tired? Are you tired, (laughs) worn out, burned out on religion? He says, come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. You see that? other words, he said, just flow with me. Get into a flow with, with God. It don't have to be rough. Just get into a flow. God will take you from flow to flow. Just keep you from, you know, when you out on the water and you you splashing and making a lot of, Noise, you're going to tear yourself, wear yourself out, and tire yourself out. As opposed to you're going to lay on the float. Let the current take you, man. It'll take you all day long. What's happening when you're perfection is you're just blah, I'm trying to make things happen. says, I won't lay anything heavy or ill fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. Now, if you live freely and lightly, ain't no mental breakdown going to happen. You're not going to lose, you're not gonna lose your mind. You're not going to fall apart. You won't need a drink. You won't need a hit on nothing. You won't need, won't need nobody to, I need somebody to just massage me. I got all this tension. Tension. Now, I ain't picking on you because I know about it. Tension. My wife talked about it. She had to have people come in and massage her last year, man, because we were, it, was, it was a for us a little tense time with all that was going on with COVID and everything, and they coming against the church and everything like that. And we like, you know, we're trying to pray everybody to do this mess yes. and stand in the face of all this stuff. And it got—it was physical on your body. You feel—you feel it. Anybody ever felt it in your body? You like? Well, you need to know a good masseuse. Hallelujah. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Don't do it by yourself. Don't lean on your own abilities. Lean on the grace of God. Amen. Well, I'm way over time. Y'all received that today. Come on, give Father God a big praise today for the word of God. woo So next week, we're going to start right in on the second part. No review, so review yourself this week. Next week, we're going to get right on the the second word in in mental is men. That's your other problem. I don't mean menfolk. No good men. I'm talking about mankind. All right? Praise God. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, today for blessing us. I pray that your people have indeed been helped by the word of God today. Your word, you are a helper. And we're not looking at man and we're certainly not looking to ourselves because we can't help ourselves. And we're not looking to man to help us. God, all of our help comes from you. Father, I'm praying for all these, your precious people, that what we've heard today is... Is really a help to us that it ministers to our, even to our spirits and even to our souls that we recognize some issues in our own lives, maybe where we've held others responsible for our happiness or our misery, held others responsible for our success or our failure. But in reality, Father, we have to look at ourselves. I pray, Father, that as we do that, you're the God who knows how to, how to correct, who knows how to uh, make the, the adjustments in our lives. You want what's best for us. And you have the best in store for us. So today, Lord, I'm praying for these, your people, that we will make those necessary adjustments in our lives so that we can be useful to you. I pray for those, Lord, even as we you've said through the message, who have and already recognized the callings on their lives, already recognize, Father, that you've ordained them and called them to do great things, and yet somehow the enemy has tricked them out of walking in their assignment, walking in their callings. But somebody's been relegated to the sidelines because of condemnation. Your word says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Thank you, Father, that your word says, Father, that if we sin, we do have an advocate with you, Jesus Christ the righteous. That if we confess our sins to you, you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But I also ask you today that you would do for us what you said your word, what you said in your word you would do, that by the blood of Jesus Christ you will purge our consciousness clean. So the devil can't keep bringing it up in our faces where we blew it, where we messed up, but that we'll step into the place you have us to operate in. We thank you for this today. We give you the glory. Thank you that we are a cheerful bunch of people, full of joy, full of peace, full of power. We give you the praise and glory and honor for it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put those hands together today and give God a praise.